Hayden Locke, President and CEO of Maramaca Copper. We're developing the Maramaca Oxide project in northern Chile with our new partner, Mitsubishi Corp. And I'm here at the beautiful Denver Gold Forum in Colorado Springs. You are. And it is beautiful. It is beautiful, isn't it? Sunny. Well, for, for... questionable that a coffee company is here, but I, I've seen a few. Yeah. I've seen a few because the Gold Coast are trying to hunt down some proper, decent-sized copper exposure as part of, you know, obviously what's been happening to them in, in the gold space. So let, why are you here, though? Yeah, well, we are. Uh, so obviously we're pushing ahead with the Maramaca project. We've got the new partner in and we're all all uh, hands to the to the pump moving forward on that we're going to be going into permitting we're going to be going into our feasibility study and then you know moving the moving that project forward but we also have an enormous land package in chile with amazing exploration potential yeah. now it's been difficult to raise money for that so you know we're here to meet a few of the uh gold producers who have a stated objective of trying to expand into copper yeah and so we're just here to see what they've got to say whether there's some interest in potentially partnering with us on some of our more yeah. prospective properties and um, yeah, catching up with a few old people that I, from my former days as a gold executive. Well, yes, as a lot of people here, I mean, it's a really good, really properly good turnout. Yeah, then there is money and there's oh, lots of proper conversations happening that we, we've been party to. But um, let's look at what you have done. Okay, so some new people listening to, listening to this, you probably need to understand the phases that you've moved through. Um, I guess the money that you're talking today have seen and um, what you've done in terms of moving through the phases. So, we, when we first started talking, mission number one, get that scale uh, going because it's it's a nice, perfectly formed um, shape of ore body. What else have you been doing to get to the point where when we last talked, Mitsubishi stumped up $20 million for 5% of your company uh, and then you know, the road forward, if you don't mind? Yeah, I think there's been quite a lot of, uh, I guess people are surprised that Mitsubishi has partnered with us because it's such a deviation from their normal strategy, which is to own minority stakes in tier one assets mm. and we'd be the... F- first and smallest uh, asset that they've invested in in quite a while. Um, so in terms of the project, yes, three years ago when I joined, we were focused on exploring and getting that scale. Uh, we achieved that, which is, a, which is a great result. In parallel with that, we've been doing an enormous amount on the technical de-risking side, yeah. which for a, a group like Mitsubishi, who are incredibly diligent, but also quite risk averse, was really important in getting them over the line. So that's really drilling out the project, infill drilling to upgrade the resource confidence, uh, the metallurgical work. We've done some internal trade-off studies. Uh, we've done a lot of work on the permitting side, which is leading us up to that permit application yeah. uh, in the early part of next year. Um, so really, it's all been focused on technical and permitting de-risking of the project. Right, and in just in some especially, so which bit? It's a big company. Which bit? Because we, we've seen we've seen these moves by automotives, battery manufacturers, and even even you know some of the trading groups upstream just to secure future supply. So which bit of Mitsubishi are we talking about? So it's Mitsubishi Corporation. There's there's two wow. Mitsubishis out of Japan. So yeah. Mitsubishi Corporation, who have an enormous trading business, but are also manufacturing business, and they're a diversified conglomerate in Japan, but a very an enormous business. But the majority of their money comes from their metals and mining. The right. majority of their profit comes from them. So we're going to see more of this, aren't we? We see Absolutely. a lot more of this. And w- I, in my view, we're going to see a lot of changing strategy to try to get exposure to copper. Now, if you look at Mitsubishi Corp, they are equity copper about 400 to 450,000 tonnes a year currently. But over the next two to three years, that starts to tail off a little bit and we see a relatively significant uh, reduction in their in their um, production equity copper profile. Yeah. They also have a stated goal, a publicly stated goal that they're going to invest something like 15 to $20 billion mm. in uh, decarbonisation and future facing metals. 
of which copper is the most important of all of those. So, you know, they're really out there looking and, yeah. and pursuing opportunities aggressively. But I think the message that we got is there's very few actionable things in the short term that they can invest. Yeah, I've, I've, some of the conversations I've enjoyed most around sort of the, the, the industrial complex around EV, clearly, I think people, you know, lean into that conversation because they understand it. Cars, batteries, is easy. But we've seen this with nickel, we've seen it with copper, we've seen it with lithium, where some of the numbers stated by the experts, the brokers, the analysts, etc., just get whacked out of the park quarter after quarter after quarter. So, and where's it all coming from? So, I guess what's leading me is to you could have just kept drilling. You could have just kept drilling. That would have been the old way, the, the old Canadian North American way. But you kind of felt the need to kind of insert yourself into the kind of copper ecosystem. That seems to be paying off for you, that strategy. Yeah, I think there is there are two sides to that strategy. If you keep drilling, you're typically looking to sell something. What we want to do as a management team is to try and build a copper company Through. if we can. And Mitsubishi is probably the best partner that we could have Through. in the South American copper context. Now, we have large shareholders that at some point will need a liquidity event. But our strategy is very much focused on getting into production. And then once we're in production, we'll focus on uh, further exploration. And in the meantime, coming to a place like this and speaking to potential strategic partners yeah. about, you know, potentially finding exploration dollars for to continue on the path of discovering more copper and making what we right. think is a... Okay. So, so let's let's look at the future of, of Marimark. And as me as an investor looking in here and go, I want to understand the kind of return profile for me if I if I put money in here. Do you, obviously, especially we understand that, Joe, well, do you envisage that being spun out quite quickly. I know you want to build it, but do you imagine that being spun out to kind of finance the exploration work and you go again? Um, or do you see, you know, building up a sort of a large, large group? Mitsubishi will have a view on that one, um, probably at asset level, but if you make more discoveries, the opportunity is there once more. So how, how do you play this out? Yeah, there's a debate at the board level right now about what we call SpinCo, which is all of the exploration assets yeah. to be carved out so we're not diluting our current shareholders um, any more than is necessary, but the shareholders will get exposure to that no. uh, strategy. Um, unfortunately, what's played out with what's happening in China and a general perception amongst institutions of a, you know, a recession globally yeah. is that the dollars for copper uh, at the right price, in our view, has, has dried up somewhat. Yeah. Uh, but there are still definitely strategic players who are looking to invest in copper exploration, right. um, hence why we're you know, doing networking at these sorts of events. Right. So we would like to explore. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to do it if it's going to cost us an, you know, an inordinate amount of dilution for our shareholders. We're quite happy to be patient and wait for the uh, right deals to come along. Okay. So we'll let, let's look at the effect of China on, on copper, well, just generally metals, green metals um, across the board. Yes, talk of maybe some, some pro problems there, housing market slowing down, et cetera, uh, so, costs of salaries, employees, so, so forth going up. L a litany of variables which is going to affect their kind of growth plans. Um, what's that do for copper, given the context of the sorts of numbers we're seeing for copper demand coming forward? Well, I think it's what's, what's happened in the short term, I think, has confounded the experts where everyone was saying it's going to have an enormous impact short term on copper, but the, the widely held consensus that this is one of the most prospective periods to be investing in copper still holds firm. Cool. We had heard people thinking that it was going to be low threes, $3 per pound of copper. It hasn't played out anything like that. Yeah. And copper is held relatively firm. I think we're still at you know high threes, 380 today. Um, so I think it's quite remarkable how well copper has held up given 
these alarming headlines coming out of China and the fact that, you know, there are several uh, economies around the world that are clearly needing to continue to raise interest rates and that, that raises yeah. the prospect of a, a recession. So I, I am becoming even more bullish on copper as a result of the, the stability and I guess the strength that we've seen despite all of those traditional headwinds which would normally impact the copper price so negatively are really not having the impact, impact that the experts had predicted. Right, okay, let's, let's look at the, so we can, we'll come back a bit into, I guess, the money that's come through from Mitsubishi. It gets you through to DFS, but is there allocation of some of that money to this exploration, this expansion program? So we have the ability, Mitsubishi, we're very clear that uh, we have the ability to use some of that, those funds for uh, exploration right. in certain projects close to the Maramaka Oxide project. Um, but the priority very much of their investment is for yeah. us to take it through permitting and the definitive fees. And whatever they kind of ring fans, it, it, it was zoned off. Because obviously it's a big land package. So you've you, you got lots of opportunities there. What's the extent of the agreement, the boundaries of the agreement, literally? So they're, they're willing for us to explore on any project we like with their approval. Right. We're allowed to explore on the Maramaka project and the Mercedes project and a few others that encompass what we call the Maramaka project. Right. Um, but again, the priority of the dollars that we spend has to be on okay. the DFS and the permitting first. So we're doing our budgets now. We'll have a better idea of what that's going to cost us between now and the end of the next year. And then we'll assess how we finance what we right. need to do. So they're a big outfit, but competitive functions always are, is, is essential in, in these sorts of discussions and relationships. So they've got 5% equity at Pubco. Is that right? Yep. Right. Does that prevent you from you know, bringing in other groups for other assets? Uh, or indeed, you know, taking what what what, what do they get? Actually? So they have a, they took a five percent initial stake, yeah. and they have an option to increase to nine point five percent for uh, investing another twenty six million dollars, so a thirty percent premium to their investment Got price, it. which is about five dollars twenty five a share. Right. Um, <clears throat> and for that, they get complete technical right access to us as we go through the definitive feasibility study and permitting. So they get visibility on our technical work. Right. Uh, but they don't get any other rights other than that. Anti-dilution provisions. We agreed with them that we wouldn't raise money for six months. Mm-hmm. And the reality is they're such a good partner that we probably wouldn't raise money without first talking to them yeah. and discussing what the biggest strategy is and why we need the money. Gotcha. They've indicated that they are very supportive of the broader strategy. Right. But the, but the focus for them is we want you to de-risk this project because we want copper in the short term. So they've got, so, do they get a board seat now or is it a 7.5%? I can't quite remember. So they get a board seat once they go through 7.5%. Right, okay. And then two technical seats as well. So they get two technical seats right, okay. on our So they're getting the data five, yep. firsthand, not in, reinterpreted. Okay, so, so that makes sense. So coming out to this kind of competitive component then, it feels like you've still kind of got optionality in terms of other groups and driving that exactly valuation right. up. And that was a big part of, so Mitsubishi wanted to have an option so that they could be really inside the tent and be part of our technical discussions and have a say over how we develop the project. Mm. We were very clear that we didn't want to, you know, uh, be, you know, making up, jumping too far in uh, at an early stage. Yeah. Knowing that things can change, Mitsubishi's strategy might change. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we both both sides have got... Uh, okay, so is that, that, okay, that makes sense. Um, and so, so coming onto the kind of macro stuff and so what you're hearing over here... Um, the the corpus are obviously doing a lot of listening, but it, feel, it feels a little bit more eager for that kind of first kiss, as it were, than, say, last year or the last, even the year before, um, where they're willing to st- talk about making moves rather than say, oh, thanks very much for the update. You, 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 what are you hearing? 
Yeah, so um, it's been really interesting, and I've I sat in on a few meetings where, uh, you know, certainly one uh, management team of a company that had a very clean balance sheet, yeah. making money, had a good good uh, cash generation profile, but had a really solid balance sheet, yeah. were, made the comment that they were being approached left, right, and centre by groups that perhaps weren't in such a strong position. Yeah, uh, and so I think there is, a, you know, certainly a, a willingness to try to explore things that may help to improve the overall financial health of a company yeah but equal to that and for, and a negative to that is there is still the tendency which was the same when i was in gold for management teams to cling on by their fingernails and stand in the way of a deal that makes logical sense yeah, yeah. for shareholders yeah uh because they're concerned that they don't have a you know they won't have a job at the end of it which is um you know an unfortunate thing in our industry but it is quite prevalent and uh so the, both sides of those comments there's more willingness to discuss uh, but I think the the usual hurdles for consummating deals are still in place. Right. Yeah. And we and we've had a couple of one actually today where um, you know you one group who get asked that near term revenue, but absolutely cash strapped and no way of getting access to capital. Another group have been building up slowly, you know, ca cash balance of like a couple hundred million bucks. They've come together, or at least you know they, they have proposed that they will come together and you know that looks like a marriage made in heaven yeah. quite frankly works works well for both sides in terms of you know proper allocation of capital and retirement capital invested and all that kind of good stuff um and i i think the longer this goes on i think maybe with ecb and you know fed just going again with another rate hike this may stretch out in the exactly. beginning of next year yeah i think the people holding out for that september revival as we do every summer yeah. every september <laughs> are perhaps gonna lose a bit of energy impetus and um hopefully some some m a happens it's, i think it's it's inevitable it, and i think it has to happen you know, there's a lot of inefficiency for uh smaller assets um you know the, the deals need to be happened but as i say it's always difficult to have find uh, people who are willing to do what is the most financially accretive transaction for their mm. shareholders mm. okay through so dfs so dfs will now be delivered when Towards the end of next year, so okay. we're we're in the tender process now. I was down in Chile last week meeting with our uh, right. potential engineering partners and just getting a sense of who the key team members would be. Mm. And we had some we had a couple of really good meetings of people with very relevant recent mind building experience. Right. So it was it was really really good. Now quality quality quality. quality. And the message yeah. is always. And I had a really interesting discussion with a renowned mind builder in the copper industry. I was just asking him how he would approach it, and he said. The, the, all of these engineering firms can probably do the job, but if you get the B or the C or the D team, you will get a bad result. Yep. So you have to say to them, we want the A team, we want a team that's worked together, we want people who have recent relevant experience, up to date on indirect costs and all the yep. difficult to estimate parts of Project CapEx to make sure that we get uh, you know, a really solid result that we can actually build. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to pay for your education. Yeah, basically that conversation. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like things are um, cracking along at, at pace, and you know, one of the next movers into producers potentially into this space will be uh, Maramaka. So, yeah, well done. You've taken it through the phase extremely well. Thanks Good to for see you. Thanks for making the time. Yeah, thanks, Cheers, man. Thanks.